We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more again, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it for. Welcome to another episode of the Live It Full podcast. I am Richard and I am blessed to have a friend and a colleague in the studio with me today, Jose Sanchez. He is with me. Um, He is a good guy. He is an Apex executive. And I'm going to let him do a little bit of introduction on himself after I ask you to go like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It's where all the cool kids hang out. All right, Jose, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell my audience about you. I know you, so I don't want to assume that anybody else does, man. But I want to, I want to make sure that they, they do. Yeah, no, brother, thank you so much for having me, Richard. I appreciate the opportunity coming in here and, and talking to your audience and, and dropping some knowledge in everyone's ears. So, guys, those of you that don't know me, number one, I want to apologize to you. That that would be my fault for, for not introducing myself sooner. Uh, but but I'll tell you a little brief, uh, brief background about who I am and, and kind of what I do so everyone uh, understands that area of me. So guys, I, I run a, a couple companies today, but I'll just share with you a little bit of background on, on, on where I started. I kind of came from the from the car industry, just selling cars and everyone hates a car salesman, right? So it was a very tough industry to, to get in and get out of because what happens in that industry is you become good and you make a lot of money. So you kind of get cycled, recycled into that industry as an employee. People that, that are good, they never get out. You can make multiple six figures um, and stay there 20, 30 years before you know it. You're like, dude, I've, I've been doing this for 30 years. So I didn't want that for myself. You know, I was uh, I was in the top 10% of salespeople in the country for General Motors. I was, um, my last year I sold over 500 cars. And, and to me, that's a big accomplishment because that was super hard to do. Uh, but I, I always knew that I wanted to do something bigger and better. I hated the culture that they had in that business. And uh, anyway, I got out of that. I started a business. We, we own a marketing company that specializes in advertising for air conditioning companies nationwide. We got companies all over the States and in Canada. And, um, you know, we'll do a couple million dollars our first year. We got uh, quite a bit of employees. And, and so our mission is just to, to, to be in the business and not in the transaction business and the transformation business. We'll take somebody and we'll help them rebuild and really structure their foundation inside of their business. So, dude, I'm super excited to drop some value to your audience. I know a lot of people that are watching or listening uh, are very family-oriented in the business world. And, and so, no, I'm super excited to be here with you guys. So with that in mind, um, Richard, I don't want to take the, the whole time talking about myself. I want to I want to dive into some, some subjects and, and really, really bring some value to your audience, man. No, for sure. I mean, and so y'all are really in a niche market of, and y'all do a lot of Facebook and obviously Instagram and those kind of things, advertising, using those platforms to generate leads. So, so anybody who's listening, there are great companies out there. If you've, if you've tried to dabble yourself in doing Facebook um, marketing to get leads, it can be a challenge. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables out there, a lot of caveats. If you don't understand how it works, you can spend money and get no results. And so using somebody and I, and of course you're really in a niche market where y'all specialized on HVAC, but there are people out there yep. um, who can definitely 
um, get you in the right spot generating leads for your business? Because that's the big deal. We talk a lot about, you know, Caitlin. So I'll, I'll just jump into that. You know, our life ethos is living every day life with purpose through our priorities of faith, family, finance, fitness, because ultimately we want freedom, freedom from being tethered to a job or to a place. We want to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And so if you had to, if you had to jump in and say, I have a life ethos, you know, we talked a little bit about core values before we started recording um, through our good friend, Thomas Keenan and core values aren't exclusively his, but he, he wrote about it in his book. Um, I kind of combined, you know, what core, my personal core values with, with my, what I call our ethos. What would you say your life ethos is if you had to put it together in, in a coherent thought right now? You know, that's such a great question. Yeah, man. I think number one is, is really just giving everything that you have in the field, like leaving it all in the field every day. Like I come, I, I go to work and I come back and, and dude, it, there's no, nothing's held back. So I know that you have it set up in a really good structure for me. It'd be like, did you work harder than everybody else? And you do what you say you're going to do. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, you live life to the fullest. Like we do not hold back at all. Yeah. And I think that would, uh, when a short notice without really thinking about it, I think that would, we would put together, man, just really kicking ass and and winning, man. Like I, I love when we win. But also one thing that I'll share with you that most people don't talk about, in order for you to win at some point or another, you're going to have to take a loss. So you can appreciate when you do win. Oh, you know what's funny is I was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Atkins, last night about that because our daughters were at batting practice. And if you look at my Facebook, anybody look at my personal Facebook, there's a post that's about the 5% because our hitting coach, he told the girls... He was talking to him about direction of balls because he's getting them at eight to 12 years old already looking for fastballs and cutters and like in and, and sinking balls and curve balls. And most people, when they look out of a pitcher's hand, they look for yellow in softball anyways, because they look for the color of the ball, which way it's coming. He tries to get them to look at the laces. He wants them to see red first because and he said five percent of hitters do that. And he gave them a talk about being in the five percent. And I wrote about that last night and I wrote that that's a big part of it is leaving everything out there and being, uh, and doing the work. And so I think that's awesome. Yes. And I, I loved your answer and it was unscripted because Wonderful. I'm big on our podcast of not giving people questions prior because I want real answers and I don't want something canned or staged or, you know, something you got to think about yes. too much. Cause I want the, the first answer that comes to your gut is usually the right one. And so Man, I like it. I mean, I think that if you if yes. if you're gonna live by a creed, that's a good one to do it. So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, kind of rapid fire. Um, if you could go back to 18, because um, I know I've made a lot of mistakes since then, I've failed a whole lot. Um, what would you tell yourself at 18 years old? You know, that's such a good question. I thought about this before. And one of the things that I would tell myself is stop hanging out with the wrong crowd. My mom always said, hey, stop hanging out with this kid. And I'm like, that's my friend. He likes me. We're friends. But I didn't understand that you become a product of the environment that you surround yourself until I got older. So one of the things I would share with my younger self would be, be careful who you allow to influence you. Number two, stay the heck away from drugs because I made the mistake of trying it. And then I was uh, in, a, in a rabbit hole for years. And, and, and see, I had, uh, I'll tell you, in my younger years, I didn't have any guidance. Like my parents, they divorced when I was younger. And so it kind of, they, they went their own ways. They got depressed because they got divorced. And what happened was 
they stopped kind of like like feeding us and 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 pouring into us when I was you know 15, 16 when I needed the most guidance. So if I was gonna go back, stay the hell away from drug from drugs and and really be careful who you allow to influence you because those years are crucial for you to develop as a young adult. So I think those two things are the major things that I would go back and, and change if I could I could do that. No, I I think a hundred percent agree with you, man. And when we talk about family, and this is one thing I, I tell people because because we talk about friends. That's another, that's another F word. I like F words, fulfillment, food, friends, finance, fitness, family, freedom. Um, it's funny. They all start with F, but family isn't just blood. Family's the circle. It's the tribe. It's the people around you because your network is your net worth. I say that all the time, but I've tried to instill that in our kids too, that the people that you hang around, you will become like. If you're, if you hang around five millionaires, you will be the sixth. You hang around five junkies, you will be the sixth. That's the bottom line. And, and if I don't instill anything else into my kids, it's that if they want to, if they, if they want to be like somebody, if there's someone they want to emulate, do it. And if you hang out with that person, you're going to get to where they're going or to where they are. And if you want to go somewhere, hang out with people that have been there. And, and if you're hanging out with people who go places that you don't want to go, eventually you're going to go. And that's a, that's a tough deal. So, all right, man, what's the best advice you've ever received from somebody? That is a very, very good question. That was not something that I was expecting. So it's going to take some, some, a few seconds. Yeah. Think think about it, man. Because there's a lot of good advice and bad advice. Okay. So, so flip it too. give me, give me the best piece of advice you've ever gotten and the worst piece of advice. You know, we're going to come back to these questions. If you give me a few minutes, I'm going to really, I want to, I want to give the audience like good rather than just no, like, for throw sure. something out there that, that, that doesn't have any meaning to it. Okay. So I'll hit you with the next one. What's the best investment you've ever made? Oh, dude, that right there. I know that answer. Shoot. It's investing in me. I'm going to tell you one thing. When I was at the car dealer, I was working, I was busting my butt. I was investing in myself and a lot of the guys that were mediocre thinking, not bad people. They were great guys, but they just weren't thinking big enough. And, and one day I went to a Tony Robbins seminar and invested like 10 grand into to going to see him and investing in his programs. And I come back and I share with one of the guys and he says, dude, you're the reason why those guys get rich. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, there has not been a better investment than putting the money back into me because I've developed new skills, new habits, new relationships. And, and, and one of the things that I would say the best investment other than yourself is, is investing in proximity to get around people that are where you want to be and, and are where you want to go. That's, dude, that's it, dude. I couldn't agree with that one more. Sometimes I disagree with people, but, um, and that's the answer I always look for. Obviously I'm always interested to see what people say on that because I think what's funny is I think the best investment that I ever made in my life was I spent $20 on a book when I was about 20 called think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. And I truly think that that book changed my life. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, experience with anything in life before that, you know what I mean? And so I kind of, it really, and not everybody can just pick up a book probably and say it changed their life, but that one definitely made such an influence on me that anything is possible and you were capable of anything, um, that it, it really set the stage, especially because um, it was written right after the Depression. And a lot of people were on a level playing field, let's say. You know, they'd lost everything. And I think I started, I reread it a few times after the crash in 2007, 2008. 
you know, when we're going through the great recession and knowing just, I think reading that got me through that, knowing that I can come out of this stronger and better than I was before. And, and that some people won't, some people will choose to make that as an excuse the rest of their life that they lost their life savings or the, the housing market crash and they couldn't sell houses or, you know, you could use that as an excuse all day long, but at the end of the day, people rose out of it. And so, I mean, I think that that's a, a big, a big deal, but I think investing in yourself is by far the best investment you can make. And it's one that if I talk to successful people, it's the number one answer. When you talk to people who have had less success, that's not the answer they come up with. 100%. I'll tell you this. In the last 12 months, I've invested over 76000 in self-development. Most people don't make that a year. Right. I put that back into me because I knew that where I was wasn't going to get me to where I was going. So I needed new tools. I needed new people. I needed new weapons that I could use. And not necessarily weapons, but I'm using that as an as as analogy. Like I needed new tools that were going to get me to where I was going. And I tell you, joining the executives with Ryan uh, Stuman, I'm going to tell you right now, man, that was an awesome, scary, terrible uh, moment when I joined because I didn't know what I was buying. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm kind of scared. I didn't know if this was the right choice. We paid the money. And, and, and it was the times um, where they weren't doing events. So it was like November, December, they, they, those two months, they don't have anything. So I thought I bought a digital course and you know, the price that we pay is, is pretty high. So yeah. uh, I was a little intimidated and I was like, dude, this is a terrible decision. Once we came around January and I got to meet all of you badasses that are in the group, dude, yeah. I was like, oh my God, hands down, I'm never leaving this, this room. Yeah. And I mean, I so, think that that's you know, 76K in self-development here. That's a, has, uh, that's has a big investment, man. 10 years further. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think your ROI on that's going to be more than you could ever put, you know, because sometimes I think about the time value of money or, or my opportunity cost. Those are two terms that are used in the industry when you're talking about um, investing. And so for those of you that may not be familiar with those terms, uh, you know, time value of money is what is the value by me using it today? What is it worth in the future by not putting it into something else? And the opportunity cost is what could I've put that money in that would have done something different? So if I took $76,000 and put it in an indexed mutual fund or something like that, what's it worth in 10 years versus what's the return on me, my potential? Well, my value is my ability, well, it's not my value, but my ability to make money is one of my greatest assets, right? That's everybody's asset. We talk about it. Um, I used to ask people tongue in cheek when I first got into insurance, what's your greatest asset? And most people would say their house. And that's a, a very textbook Dave Ramsey answer. But the reality is your greatest asset, your house, let's say it's worth $300,000 and it appreciates 3% over 30 years. Hopefully it's worth 600,000 by then, your ability to make money is your annual income times the next 30 years, which is a bigger number. Well, for most people, it's their ability to make money. And so investing in yourself is bar none, one of the best things that people can do. But it goes back to that same, you know, that same thing. People don't always see immediate results and they quit. And so yes. you've got to, you've got to give yourself some time to develop. I posted yesterday in our Facebook group, live it full, the community, go check us out. You can find us at the, uh, at Re- the real live it full on Facebook and join our Facebook group. But I posted on there yesterday and it's something that popped up in my memories from last year that it takes, um, six months to build a Rolls Royce. It takes 13 hours to build a Toyota. 
And I remember when I posted that last year, I got some flack from people saying, I don't want a Rolls, I want a Toyota. Well, I consider myself, you know, a nice Cadillac. I'm not quite a Rolls physically, um, but someday. But the point is, investing in yourself takes time. Quality takes time. And so it was about, if you're not seeing progress immediately, think about it. Think about how long it takes to do those things or develop. I mean, it takes a long time to build good habits and to get rid of the habits that don't serve you. And that's hard for people. It's the same thing why diets don't work. You don't need to go on a diet. You need a healthy lifestyle. You know, and so it's those kind of things that that people quit, though, because it's rigid or it's hard or they're not seeing the results immediately. It's this microwave generation that we've grown up in. Um, It's our age. Our problem is... You know, when our parents were kids, they didn't have microwaves. They couldn't cook dinner in three minutes. You know, there was, I mean, I guess TV dinners came out sometime in there in the 70s or 80s. But the other part of it is, so you take that generation, then you give them Amazon. Where all of a sudden I can get something tomorrow. Mm. I remember having to drive over to the next town that's 40 miles away because we didn't have a store that sold athletic stuff here. So if we needed basketball shoes or something like that, we had to take two or three hours, drive over there, go to the athletic supply, buy shoes, come home. And so Amazon's really probably changed people's, they expect instant results. They expect a million views immediately. They expect followers just to follow them. And what happens is, and so this is a little bit different because I'm talking about in like the influencing world, but they don't, they, they, they want to get on Instagram and post a few times and have a couple hundred thousand followers and make money doing it. Whereas that doesn't happen. You look at the people who have grown followings that have sustained them and built businesses around them. You can get a lot of views off something that goes viral, but it doesn't mean you can grow a business off of it or sustain it financially. And to do it, you have to build it and it takes time. And there's times you want to quit. There's times that you don't want to do that because you don't see the immediate results. All right, man, best advice you've ever received from somebody. I got you. So number one is, is something that I heard recently, which blew my mind, which is goes back to, to the microwave thinking you're talking about. Ryan Stuman dropped a motivational Monday just to us recently. I think it was uh, last week. It was. He talked about long, long-term thinking. Dude, that piece of advice was the best piece of advice that I've heard in a very long time. So, so the advice is this. is a lot of times we're looking for instant gratification. And so we'll go out and shake someone's hand because we're going to get something from them. Instead... The idea is go out, shake someone's hand without expecting anything in return because that relationship down the road, three, four, five years can turn into something way bigger than $100,000, $250,000 now. It can turn $250 million down the road. So long-term thinking, set your in, in, intentions today, but don't expect them to, to, to give you fruit until later down the road. Okay. The second piece of advice is that I've heard that's good advice is don't get advice from people that aren't where you want to be. A lot of the times people want to influence me and I'm like, dude, you ain't even, you're trying to tell me how to start a business, bro. And you're still working for a company. Yes. So be careful who you get advice from. Yes. I had somebody reach out to me recently saying they could get me verified on Instagram. And I said, you're not verified on Instagram. And for those that may not be familiar with that, we're talking about the little blue check mark saying that Richard is who he says he is. It's a very small percentage of accounts. Generally, we associate with celebrities, but it's, it's okay. journalists, it's authors, it's anybody who's a public figure to say that that person is actually that person because there's a lot of fake accounts out there. Well, I had somebody reach out to me who is in that industry. Right. Don't get me wrong. They should be verified. Say, hey, I can get you verified on Instagram. 
but they're not. They have no credibility in that. When when you come to me and you're trying to get me to do something that you're not Correct. doing or that you haven't done. Because you're just trying to get money from me at that point. And I think you mentioned Stumans. I wish I could share the whole story, but he shared it with a private group about the the short-sightedness and how not being short-sighted has given him such opportunities and will continue to give opportunities now. Um, basically, he didn't charge somebody for something that he could have charged them a lot of money for um, and just said, no, that's not right. I'm going to do it for this. And it opened doors later that would not have opened had he not been a real person with it. And he was doing business with a billionaire. And he could have asked for a lot of money and he didn't. He said, no, that's not how this works. I'm going to do it for free. Um, you can catch me later on something else. And that right there created a relationship that is 10 years later still happening. And to me, it's a, yeah, no, I, that's a great piece of advice. And I love sharing that with everybody. Don't make short-term decisions for long-term problems that are going to make things worse later. And it's easy to do yes. make emotional decisions sometimes yes, that are short-sighted. That now the worst piece of advice. Hit me with the worst. Okay. This was, and I, I love my mom, but she gave me this piece of advice when I was growing up and it kind of limited my thinking. She says, when you get an, a good opportunity, don't let it go because they only come once. Yeah. And as I've grown older, I've realized, dude, I get opportunities come to me every day. Every single opportunities, I've learned this later, they're like buses. When one leaves, another one comes. Yeah. So the point of the story is if you get an opportunity and you're, let's say you're at a job, you might be in a business, don't go running to something else and, and, and get sidetracked from what you're doing right now because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It might look prettier at the beginning, but on the back end, uh, things aren't always what they seem. Dude, 100%. Um, and sometimes parents give the worst advice that is well-intentioned. Um, and that's hard because as parents, we yes. want to try to give our children the best advantage, the most opportunities that they can have. And we don't want to give them bad advice. But looking back, I mean, that's not I mean, I, I think I, I think I got it from Stuman. Um, he had mentioned. Opportunities don't go away. They go to someone else. And I think that's a great piece of advice when you look at it from the bus. I'm not saying another opportunity is not coming up behind it, but it just doesn't disappear. That bus went somewhere. You know what I mean? It It's going to. It's Correct. going to um, somebody else. It's going to pick somebody else up, and that's okay. You're going to miss some of those, um, but they don't go away. They just go to someone else. And I think that that's a good piece of advice, too. And that's All right, Jose, tell me. You know, and it comes down to the learning curve. And so what I used to do, and I'll share this with you. I'll piggyback on that, and then we'll move on to a different subject. What I used to do is every time an idea or, uh, or a proposal would come my way, dude, I would run to it. And what I was doing is I would never stick to something long enough to see it come through because my mom told me that only opportunities come one. So I would jump into everything. You come to me today and be like, hey, I want to hire you. Dude, I'll go to work with you. Another guy come to me and I would go with them. And I was never stable for that reason. So, you know, just be careful what piece of advice you get. I know people have good intentions, but they don't always know what the heck they're saying yeah. because they haven't experienced it long enough so anyways i'll leave with that no i think that's perfect and i think that the other part of it is when you take an opportunity you're missing out on other opportunities so you really have to think about that because there's a trade-off for everything that we do every bit of time that we invest you know is a trade-off and if i want to spend more time with my family if i'm on a board or are doing something that may be completely noble a selfless thing like serving on a nonprofit, i'm still trading off time away from my family 
And so you just have to be realized that every opportunity that you say yes to, yeah. you're saying no to 10 more that you won't have time for. So you really have to pick those opportunities wisely. All right, man, let's, let's wrap it up a little. Do you have anything else you'd like to convey to my audience, to our listeners? Um, here's the time, throw it out there, man. No, I mean, just the biggest thing is, is, is really when you're going to go do anything in life, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If you have the belief that it could be done, it could, it could be done. You know, a lot of the times I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, you can't do that. No, no, you can't do that. You have the belief that it can't be possible for that reason. It won't happen. But I know that I possibly can do it. So that's why I can do it. A lot of people at the dealership said, dude, you'll never be a millionaire. Dude, just you're fine. And those people get recycled into a nine to five and they never really achieve the highest level of their, their, their success or their peak. So a lot of it comes with belief. And, and I do a lot of studies. Um, I, I do this every day, man. I, I'll share this with your audience because it's beneficial to me. It's a routine that I've been doing for years. I like audible books rather than, than hard copies, but I, I still do both. So this is it. Every morning when I wake up, my kind of my ritual, my routine is to feed my mind something positive that kicks the day off in the right direction. And so I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to something nutritional. I'll call it mental protein. So every day is you got to feed your mind because otherwise you're going to get some weeds or, or some negative stuff that grows in your mind. And if you allow that long enough, you're going to have a negative mindset. And that negative mindset will lead you in the wrong direction. So the point I'm making is if you can keep your mind aligned with where you're going, dude, there's no limits to where you'll be. No limits, man. I 100% agree with so you on that. That, that. That's my piece of advice. I love it, man. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to Jose, I'll have his contact info out there. You can, especially if you're in the uh, HVAC field and you want to generate some leads, he is your man to help you with that. Um, and we just want to, he, he is living it full, just like the rest of us. I truly believe that. And we want to help you to live it full. And we appreciate you listening. Make sure you go leave us a five-star review on Apple. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I know y'all are on there. Find us and continue to live it full, guys. Listen to this entire episode. That means you gained some type of value. So make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Living Full. Living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. Make sure you embrace every single day. And we'll see you next time on the Living Full.